Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast, where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty and physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Man, I'm doing as good as anyone can do getting buried by his 13-year-old son on leg day. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for not being on this podcast because I got to go see Metallica. So if that's a problem, kiss my ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right, guys, what's going on? Um, I put out a little poll the other day asking what you guys would like to see me cover, and the uh, highest result was <clears throat> the evolution of thought. So uh, I'm not sure if exactly everybody understood what I was shooting for by um, asking that question and by posing it that way. But uh, the evolution of thought um, for me in, in this podcast is going to mean basically um, the evolution of how I've thought and how I've looked at things over the last couple of years. Um, now, obviously, 2020 changed the way that a lot of us kind of look at the world and look at governance. But um, I also wanted to cover some of like the nutrition stuff and also my views on like relationships and things like that and where um, I kind of changed my mind over the last couple of years. So um, I, I hope that throughout this podcast, you guys have noticed that I'm pretty open-minded and that I try to get all sides and give all sides and show where I may be ignorant or maybe where I've learned or whatever, you know, where I've grown in an area. And I hope that you guys have enjoyed this journey and maybe you grew along the way as well. So um, basically, I just wanted to cover in this podcast where I've changed my mind on things. And, um, you know, obviously, I'm still open to changing my mind in the future. But I just want to cover where, um, you know, where I was perhaps wrong at one point or where I thought differently and where I am now. So um, perhaps first things first, um, I, I want to tackle the Republican Party and my thoughts surrounding the uh, paleo-libertarian or the GOP route. So um, initially, I had always thought that, um, you know, it was anarchy or bust, essentially, right? Um, if you didn't want to tear it all down, if you didn't want to burn every last little institution, then, um, you know, it's not even worth it. But um, after 2020, I think we can all agree that we may not see anarchy in our lifetimes. In fact, not may not, we more than likely won't. Um, it's a bitter pill to swallow, and we may not like that, but um, it's just the reality. It's just the way it is. So um, I really did not like the way that Trump had governed over um, his presidency. And let me back up even a little more to clarify. Um, I was pretty pro-Trump from about 2015 to about 2018, I would say. Um, a lot of my friends and my background, as I've spoken, are mostly like right-leaning people, right? Republicans. My dad's a business owner. Um, a lot of my friends are business owners. 
Uh, I worked in dealerships now for 10 years. So obviously I'm a lot around a lot of these people. So they kind of influence the way that I thought. But um, after I started seeing a lot of the gun control and the spending and just how he really wasn't actually a Republican in effect, um, I really didn't like Trump. And so I was very anti-Trump, right? And I still am. But uh, what I didn't necessarily look at and didn't understand until I talked to Tho Bishop and listened to him enough and some of the other paleo guys or the pro-Republican guys was that um, it wasn't necessarily Trump himself, but the environment that he enabled. Now, I still think that he is a large issue and a lot of people overlook the objective outcomes of what he did. Um, the tertiary effects where you have better Republicans who are actually anti-war and who speak out about... Um, you know, grooming children and the FBI and are in favor of a lot of libertarian type things, um, that can't be understated. And we should use that um, kind of populist anger to our advantage. Um, the only caveat added there is that it may not be the most sustainable thing as in that energy isn't necessarily a principled energy. It is an energy though that can be used. It's, it's a tool, right? It, um, it's like fire. It could either burn down your house or it could heat your home you can kind of choose what you want to do with it. Um, so kind of rounding this all off, um, the way that I've changed my mind on this is that I think the GOP can be a vehicle for liberty and that I think that there can be some good things to come of it. Um, it's going to require that a lot of libertarians get involved and try to push them in this direction. But um, the way that I was kind of thinking about this this morning is that uh, you could either take the stairs and by the stairs, I mean, you can kind of try to breed a libertarian society and culture into existence, but that's going to be a very short or a very long-term plan, right? Because you're going to have to change the culture. You're going to have to penetrate institutions or build institutions that run parallel to the ones that we have now. Kind of like if you look at the Ripperverse, right? I've talked about that a little bit on the podcast. Um, you have to build institutions like that that kind of have libertarianism baked in, but aren't necessarily all about libertarianism. They may be like almost explicitly or kind of about libertarianism, but that's not the main focus. That's kind of what I've hoped to do with this podcast is hopefully bring more health-minded people over into the liberty sphere and vice versa. So um, that's kind of taking the stairs, right? You're going to have years and years and years of trying to build up this culture to get it to a more liberty-minded approach. Or you could take the elevator um, which has some downfalls as well. Both have downfalls, as in this libertarian route that I just kind of um, spoke about is going to take a long time. So um, you're going to have to deal with that one way or another. And it just means that you may not get liberty as fast um, as you would if you didn't, if you just took the elevator, right? What's going on, guys? Um, we're going to take a quick break from the show to tell you about these show sponsors and the way that you can support me and this podcast. Um, I'm sponsored by Axe and Sledge. I won't really focus in here, but uh, right here in my hand, I have their um, The Grind, which is essential amino acids and hydration. Um, feel free to check it out. Um, this is your mom's sweet peach. They have some awesome flavors and awesome names. They also have multivitamins, fat burners, creatine, beta-alanine. Beta um, all sorts of different supplements to help you get all jacked and tan and help you become a 
person more full of uh, liberty and health as this show is about. So um, if you want to support me and support this podcast, then feel free to go to axonsledge.com and check out um, all their great supplements there and use code Matovic10, that's M-A-T-O-V-C-I-K-1-0 at checkout for a little discount and to let them know I sent you their way. All right, everybody. Thanks. Now back on to the show. Um, so the other thing is that if you want to take the elevator, the GOP route, then there are some things you kind of have to worry about as well. So the reason why I would call it more so the elevator is because you'll get up there quicker, but there's also potentials for downfalls as well, right? So what if you're going up this elevator and then the rope gets cut and then you drop down? Um, that's kind of the concern I see. And obviously there are going to be rebuttals of this and this is going to be relatively subjective. But um, with the paleo route, if you look at someone like Ron DeSantis where you're trying to push him in a more libertarian direction, this depends on one guy, right? This is not a principled libertarian and that's okay. I'm not saying everybody has to be the most principled Rothbardian, Hoppian, libertarian, but you just have to re recognize it for what it is. That these people are not libertarians. Now, you may be able to get them to speak and do things that are very libertarian, but um, how long does that last until you get a neocon in there or somebody that is like a Donald Trump who isn't a libertarian at all and actually does a lot of things that are contrary to libertarianism and libertarianism or libertarian values and actually hurts the populace. So um, I think that, that it, once again, it's a tool. It could be used to, it's like fire. It could be used to heat your home or it could be used to burn it down. Um, I, for me personally, I don't think I would vote for Donald or no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't vote for Donald Trump in the 2024 election because he's been proven that he's, he doesn't have the nation's interests at heart. Um, now people can argue that, but, um, you had four years to figure out where he was and he proved that he wasn't what you wanted him to be. So, um, I, I think at a certain point you have to say, no, I'm not supporting this person, but I'll support somebody else. So like a Rand Paul, Thomas Massey, a good Republican who has a good chance of winning, or maybe even like a Matt Gates, even though he's bad on China, um, he's, he's pretty good on most things. Marjorie Taylor Greene, same deal. Um, I would support those people, but I'm not going to support Donald Trump because, um, in my opinion, he's a little too far over the edge. Now that edge is going to be different for every person. For me, Donald Trump is a uh, bridge too far. It's not because I think he's a racist, he's sexist, homophobic, misogynistic, whatever you want to say. Um, I just think that he had let down the people and sold people out for vaccines and all this other stuff. Um, and, and that should be a bridge too far for anybody who considers themselves a libertarian. I want to get people free to disagree. I don't say everybody has to agree with me, but that's just the way that I view it. So um, that kind of sums up what I think about the paleo GOP route and where I've changed my mind on it. And to kind of throw something in there at the end, um, at a local level, obviously, a lot of that stuff that I kind of elaborated on doesn't really matter as much because they don't have the power to necessarily be tyrannical at that level. Um, so kind of moving on to some nutrition stuff, this is probably going to be a bulk of the podcast here. But um, when it came to nutrition, I've had quite a varied journey. And I've once again talked about this a lot on the podcast as well. Um, I had originally just kind of ate junk food and protein when I first started getting into um, health and wellness back when I was like 17 years old. And for those who don't know, I'll be 28 in about three months. Uh, it is as of recording this August 21st, 2022. So I was born November, 1994. Um, when I was about 17 years old, I just started banging the weights and doing all sorts of running and 
training my body, you know, each muscle one time a week. So I train biceps and triceps on a day, um, shoulders and traps. And then I think I would do chest and then maybe legs occasionally. I didn't even train legs all that much, but I'll get to that later. Um, I've changed my mind in the regards that I used to think carnivore was the only way because um, I had actually heard Jordan Peterson, who I'm going to cover a little bit more on later in this podcast. Um, I heard him talk about the carnivore diet and it sounded so wonderful. So I tried it out. I lost all this weight and I felt good. And then it just didn't work for me after a certain point. And you can refer back to, I think it's episode 58, which is on weight loss tips. Um, I did carnivore and fasting and it worked until it didn't. <laughs> so, uh, and once again, I've elaborate, elaborated this on this podcast and other podcasts, I would fast and I would be carnivore for a week and I'd fall off and then I'd binge. I'd eat two pieces of cheesecake at the Cheesecake Factory after eating my ribeye with tons of butter and then I'd be good for a week and then fall off the wagon. So really what I've come to find is that a more flexible approach where I can have these foods throughout the week or I can even make them as I want to, as I covered in a little short video that I posted um, a, a week or so ago. Um, if you can make these foods perhaps more um, higher in protein or more favorable to your diet, and you can still keep them in without feeling like you're absolutely restricting yourself. Now, that's not to say your diet should be pop tart and whey pro or pop tarts and whey protein powder, which is the straw man thrown at flexible dieting, and which I've kind of thrown that that way as well. Um, that's not what flexible dieting is, right? You should still get your uh, protein from whole food sources like animal proteins, um, you know, good plant proteins, and then if you want protein powders as well. Um, I used to think that like the individual foods mattered a whole lot more than they actually did. Um, but the honest truth is, is that as long as you're kind of eating, you know, relatively decently, um, you're exercising and you feel overall good, then more than likely you're probably fine. Right. Um, at the end of the day, it still is about energy balance. If you eat 3000 calories of fat with 20 grams of protein and your basal metabolic rate is only 2,500 calories, but you can only eat 2,500 a day, you're going to gain weight. Um, if you eat nothing but sugar and then, you know, have one scoop of whey protein powder, you're going to gain weight, right? Um, it still is about energy balance. So where it really falls, at least for me, is that you're going to have to find the most sustainable diet for you. The most sustainable diet for me at this time, which I'm sure it's going to change, is about um, you know one gram of protein per pound of body weight, maybe a little bit more because right now I'm trying to maintain. So it's about 190 grams of protein. Right now I usually float around <clears throat> like 180 to maybe 185-ish. Um, so about 190 grams of protein. Uh, and then the rest of my calories will come 60% from fat and then 40% from carbohydrates. For me personally, very sustainable. I feel really good at that. And then if I want to have high carb days, I have high carb days. That's just it, but I lower the fats. So that way I still maintain my weight and I don't gain um, unnecessary body fat that I don't desire. If I want to go into a bulk, then I could do that. But I'm um, right now a couple months out from my wedding. So my desire is to kind of maintain, maybe build as much lean mass as possible while attaining relatively aesthetic physique. Uh, so that's kind of where I've changed my mind on nutrition and fasting. Um, I guess to kind of throw into fasting there. Um, I used to think that fasting was a great way to lose weight and there were so many benefits outside of the caloric um, restriction that it imposes. But um, as I've kind of dug more and more into the research and listened to more and more people, uh, it just doesn't seem to be the case. It just seems to be that most of the benefits of fasting are strictly from the uh, caloric restriction that it imposes. Um, I've done a five-day fast, right? 
Um, I've done three day fasts. I used to do three day fasts every month, but honestly, probably what happened was when I was doing that and was carnivore, I probably lost a decent bit of muscle that I'd spent many, many years building because I've been working out for about 10 years. And then only for about a year now, I've been more of an advocate for flexible dieting. So, um, as I read more and more of that research, I realized that I was, uh, just, I was wrong. Um, that I don't recommend fasting for people unless they feel like it's the only way they can lose weight or the best way for them to adhere to a caloric deficit, then by all means, um, continue to do that. Uh, and for those watching, my pit bull's trying to get up here because it's raining and thundering, right? She's going to kill me. Um, so uh, the other thing that I changed my mind on when it comes to overall health and wellness is leg training. I used to think just because I had big calves and my genetics do complement my calves, um, if I showed you my mom's calves and my calves, they look identical and I'm 185 pounds, probably around 50, 15% body fat. My calves are incredibly defined. Um, my mom who at one point used to be more obese right now, she's pretty lean. Um, my calves look huge. Her calves look huge too. It's genetics, right? Um, so I thought because I had these great legs, these great calves that I need to train my legs, you know, oh, fuck it. Who cares? But uh, I've kind of came around on that and realized that, well, um, if muscle is the most important tissue in the body, right, because it's the most energy dense, it's going to help you burn more calories, it's going to keep you living and thriving longer, um, then why shouldn't you train your legs, right? Why should you not try to take advantage of that as much as possible? And honestly, my thighs, my quads, my hamstrings, my glutes, they all suffered because that they didn't look that good. And I remember when I started doing leg training seriously um, in early 2020 at home, I started seeing striations in my legs. I'm like, holy crap, this is really cool. So um, I decided to start taking my leg training seriously. And now I really, 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 really enjoy training legs. And I've obviously built muscle because I've been taking it more seriously. So um, you should train every single body part at least once a week. And if you can, maximally twice a week. Um, you know, three times you can get into whether or not there's much more benefit, but it seems to be the like 10 to 20 rep or uh, set range hard sets taken relatively close to failure is going to be ideal for building muscle. Um, I covered that in protein muscle building and training. I think it's episode number 49. So once again, to shamelessly plug my podcast, all my podcast, uh, feel free to go check all that out. Um, yeah, so I've changed my mind on, once again, the way I look at nutrition, fasting, and training legs. Those would be three of the biggest things that I've changed my mind on over the last couple of years, and I really think, and I really implore people to uh, think about it the same way that I do, or at least kind of take away from what I've learned and what I've been wrong about over the last couple of years. All right, guys, um, I'm absolutely thrilled with the uh, show's new sponsor. Um, I am now sponsored and uh, have an affiliate through LMNT Electrolytes. Um, I've used these electrolytes for years. Um, back when I used to do a lot of fasting, in fact, I used to drink, sometimes I want to say up to seven a day, seven little packets. So um, the packets are full of all the electrolytes that you need to perform and hydrate yourself properly. Um you need sodium for pretty much every single function in your body, despite what um, a lot of people may tell you. Um, sodium doesn't actually cause a lot of the issues that uh, people kind of would have you believe. So um, just real quick to give you a little bit of facts. Um, you don't need sugar to hydrate. Electrolytes and water don't require glucose to pass through the gut. The average American consumes over 60 pounds of sugar a year. And um, when it comes to athletic performance, um, you can actually lose up to seven grams per day 
and hot climate. So um, make sure you click on the affiliate link below to get all your hydration needs. And like I said, I'm super stoked to have these guys um, teamed up with the podcast. And uh, just make sure you get your uh, electrolytes through Element. All right, guys, thanks. Um, so the next topic that I said we would cover is uh, Jordan Peterson. So uh, Jordan Peterson really changed the way that I thought about things because I started listening to him when he really got big around, if I remember correctly, like 2018, 2019, and it, he was all I could listen to. And I listened to him for hours and hours and hours. And I showed him my fiance and I explained to people how, you know, men should just sack up and take responsibility. If we would just be better men, then all of these problems would go away. But uh, then you kind of look at the situation, you listen to some more of the uh, red pill, um, the manosphere guys, right? Um, and you realize that, Jordan leaves out the kind of how cards are stacked against women. And I'm not perhaps the best person to explain this, but if you listen to someone like Rolo Tomasi, who I do a lot, um, you're going to get a better picture of kind of how society is set up now where women aren't always looking for the nice guy who's willing to take responsibility and take the sack on the chin and just bear the most amount of burden because women really don't care about that. Women don't care about men who are willing to take on the world and suffer. Women just have no reason to really give a shit about that. They may tell you that they do, but um, really women have an innate nature to find the most alpha man and the guy who they have the most genuine desire for. Um, I, I don't want to elaborate on this too much just because my thoughts are not 100% fleshed out on this and I'm not the best person to talk about this, but um, the idea that if men would just be better men, then all of a sudden we would have this flourishing society and women would go back to, you know, cooking and cleaning in the kitchen for men. Um, I, I think it's silly just because the incentives are not there for women. And we set up society in a way that really benefits women at the expense of men. And until men, more men realize that it's not just about men sacking up and taking responsibility, that it's going to require men having authority, um, I just don't think we're going to really make any advancements because right now what we basically do is tell men to man up when we've told them to man down for so long and that you'll get all the benefits of manning up if you just take more responsibility, but you don't get any of the authority. So I tweeted this out and a lot of people seem to like it. And this is a quote that Rolo Tomasi often says is that um, uh, authority or responsibility without authority is slavery, right? And basically we want men to take 100% responsibility with 0% authority. Because once again, you look at divorce court and tons of other things, um, they're all biased towards women. That's just the way it turns out. And until men have um, a more equal say legally and societally, if that's a word, um, I really don't think we're going to progress in terms of how intersexual dynamics fundamentally play out in our society so um that's just kind of why i changed my mind on jordan peterson and the whole um kind of relationship stuff now obviously i'm getting married because i believe that this is the best way to raise a family as i want to raise a family my fiance wants a family um we both live very socially conservatively so i want to get married and i want to have kids she wants to have kids and we want to raise a family that we didn't necessarily have and try to be a better force to change the world in a direction that we see better. Um, and I know it's pretty grandiose and it may sound silly, but honestly, that's our goal. And I want to raise a fully autonomous individual who I can be proud of just the same way my dad and my mom did for me. And I don't want to cover too much of my family's history here, but um, that, that's just the way that I look at it and where I've changed my mind on um, Jordan Peterson. 
So, um, and the last thing I want to cover, and this is going to be a little bit controversial and some people are going to kind of nail me to the wall for this, but uh, the uh, jabs, right? So initially I had thought that they were safe and effective for pretty much everybody to toe the regime line, but um, I've known so many people that got vaccinated and they were perfectly fine, right? Plenty and plenty of people, and I still do, and a lot of these people are perfectly fine day to day to day. But um, as more and more science came out, um, it does seem like they're not quite as safe and effective as we're being told um, for younger people. I mean, we're seeing this rise of sudden adult death syndrome. We're being gaslit and told that uh, this isn't because of this, you know, shot that everybody's been getting over the last two years. Um, I cited the one study in a video that actually got taken down off YouTube for their misinformation policy. Um, Noam Barda et al. I think I tagged it um if, if i can find it i'll try and put it in the show notes but i probably won't be able to find it um it was a newsletter that i got from chris kresser what they found is that people who got the jab were actually much more likely to have myocarditis in the age ranges of 18 to 29 than people who just got covid so um what that tells me is that people who got um covid are actually at much less risk and have much greater immunity than if they were to get the shot so um I don't believe it's inherently safe and effective for people in my age range and maybe even a little bit older. But if you listen to people like Dr. Peter Atia, Jay Bhattacharya, um, Zubin, uh, ZDog MD is his name, uh, Monica Gandhi, they all will pretty much tell you the same thing. And that's kind of where my genesis of thought had kind of came around on vaccinations. So um, kind of use that with what you will. Um, this isn't medical advice. I would never tell anybody to or not to. Um, I can just give you the information, what I think, and that's really kind of where I've changed my mind in regards to vaccination. And once again, people would say I'm blue-pilled on this, but uh, just people who do all sorts of hand-waving and freaking out about it, uh, I just find both sides to be equally as appalling, where people think if you so much as smell it, you're going to die, and people who think that if you don't get it, you're going to die when you get COVID. Um, both are kind of equally ridiculous in my mind. Um, I, I think the people who say that if you don't get it, you're going to die, I think they're a little bit more ridiculous. But point being, I think the dramatic um, binaries just don't help conversation at all. And you should listen to both sides and people who are being objective to kind of come to your best conclusion about it. So um, those are kind of a few things that I've changed my mind on and the evolution of my thoughts over the last couple of years. I hope this was helpful. I hope it was insightful. Um, I hope you like, subscribe, and share. Check out the supplements, um, Axe and Sledge. They got all sorts of stuff that I use personally. Um, I like their uh, hydraulic, which is a uh, non-stim pre-workout that helps you get a pump. So that way you look good and also, you know, really feel the um, blood and everything in your muscles whenever you're working out. Uh, check out LMNT as well. Uh, they're the best element or the best, <laughs> the best electrolytes on the market, in my opinion. Um, I'll have these ads throughout the video. So, um, and the links in the description below. So make sure you go check those out. And like I said, like subscribe and share. I got some cool shows coming um, at you this week and obviously more to come later in the month and the next month as well. So um, this was in Liberty and Health, everybody. I really hope you guys enjoyed. And until next time, rock and roll and take care. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. 
Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.